Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, before we get into everything, this is the Ask Me Anything episode. Uh, let's go ahead and do the housekeeping. Uh, guys, go ahead and do uh, YouTube. I promise I'll get stuff out there. I have You don't have any clue how busy I've been lately. Sorry about that. No excuse. I should still get that out there. Uh, go to YouTube. Enjoy what videos I do have up because they are funny. I'm a funny dude. What can I say? Also, go to the social media aspect of it. Uh, the Facebook fan page and the Instagram. Both the Michigan Maniac Podcast. Uh, like and subscribe. Also, guys, if you can... Leave a review on, I think it's Apple Podcast, iTunes, share on Spotify with all your friends. And then if you don't want to do any of those, go to the Michigan Maniac fan page and leave a review there. Leave, then DM me. Give me your full name, your address, and what platform you did it on, and I will send you a free sticker. I had to order more. You guys have really been sticking it to me, which is great. I want you to. I will spend a thousand fucking dollars to give you as much as I possibly can because I love this. I really do, man. I'm telling you, the more that we do this, the more I'm falling in love with giving anybody and everybody fucking free stickers. So if I got to pay for them, at least you can do is leave a review. That's how I see it. And I will happily send it. I do it. I swear to God. So this is the Ask Me Anything episode. And by the way, it is the 100th episode of the Michigan Maniac podcast. Go figure that. I had no clue when I was driving my family and certain friends crazy with all my Michigan takes and my knowledge and all this other shit that starting this podcast would lead to a hundred fucking episodes. I had no clue that this would even be a thing. And you know, I owe it all to my neurosis, but I also owe it all to you uh, for enjoying what I do. And I really, really am uh, so appreciative of you guys uh, you have no idea. I from the OGs, you know, from the Shans and the Mikeys to the Janices to the I mean the Bryans to everybody. I know I'm missing some people. The Easies, all my guys that have been there from the get. I just thank you so much. And then all the new people, the King of College Football, the Ryans. I mean everybody out there that is just. Oh, AJ from Denver. I mean, all Big Jack, all these big guys that have just been coming on. And my ma my big guy, Dex, thank you, buddy. He's not even a Michigan fan, but he listens. And that's even an Ohio State guy, Tim Gardner. Uh, uh, Timmy, I think yeah, you were the guy who left that one bad review, which is good because I'll be honest, I'm glad I could turn you around. I'm glad I can turn you around. And if you weren't the same Timmy G., then, you know, that Timmy G's an idiot. But if you are that Timmy G, you're okay with me because we turned it around and we're on good terms. Navy guy there, got to love that. So, like I said, thank you guys so much for that. And I could not think of a better way of celebrating the 100th episode than doing an Ask Me Anything because you guys have really, really seemed to enjoy these fucking things. And so do I, by the way. Like I told you, I thought the mailbags on most of these fucking Michigan podcasts are so fucking boring. And I was like, I'm never doing it. 
And then you guys kept sending me questions and questions. I'm like, I can't waste these questions. <coughs> Sorry, guys. I'm fighting off a little bit of a cold. Um, but damn it, guys. You've been fantastic. And I really, truly appreciate you. I really, really do. Thank you so much. Um, so let's get into it, right? All right. So uh, I'm going to start off out of kind of uh, order. But Big Jack... Uh, Big Jack Harden, guy I work with, big time Michigan, old school Michigan guy. Um, slow to coming to the show just because I curse too much, but hey, you know what? What are you gonna do, right? I'm not for some people. I get it. I love the word fuck. It's just the way it goes. Fuck is maybe the greatest word ever. And if uh, you know you're old school and you don't like cursing, I can see why you don't like the show. But hey, get over it, right? Jack did. So Jack says. How, when, and why did you become a Michigan fan? And you know being from, because he knows I'm from Colorado, right? Uh, Pretty simple, really. And I know I've said this numerous times on the show, but it is good to get back out there, the explanation why I'm a Michigan fan for all the new listeners. Um, I've been a fan since about 83, 84. That's when Harbaugh was their quarterback, loved him. But the main thing that uh, drew me to the team was the helmet. I mean, I to me, the Michigan home jersey may be the best-looking jersey in college football. I don't know if there's a better-looking jersey. I really don't. The helmet, the colors, it's fantastic to me. I love their helmet. So, And then also in Colorado, you lived in Denver, Colorado, grew up, born and raised, uh, You'd be surprised how often they play a Michigan game every... It's almost every Saturday. I mean, obviously, we're national power, so we get played. But, you know, there was always a Michigan game on. I didn't have to worry about missing one. And that was what was great. Also, my mom had married a guy who who was from Michigan, was a big Michigan fan, and it kind of gave us a bridge to relate to one another. So that helped quite a bit. And then also, I'll be honest, I was a bit of a nerd, right? Well, not really a nerd. I was athletic. I played sports. But I've always been kind of socially awkward. Um, that's probably why I'm a comedian today. Uh, and having Michigan every Saturday was... Uh, a comfort to me. I loved it. Uh, I got to know the players. I got to know the stats. I got to know the coaches. And it really, you know, it sounds stupid, but they were like, you know, my my uh, part of my family because I loved them. I cheered for them. I ate when they lost. I fucking got way too excited when they win. Same as today. And they helped me get through some stuff. You know, they. I just, I love them. And I'll tell you, I know it's stupid, but I do. I love Michigan football more than maybe I love most some of my family members. And I'm not going to say which family members, but I'm sure they know who they are. Because I fucking love this team. And yes, I have said some weird shit about or awful shit about some of the players on this team. But I'd say that to my own family. I, lo- I love them. I criticize. And you can criticize me back. I'm fine with it. That's how we grew up. In my family, we're a hard family. We're Italian. We're Italian and I think Scottish. So there's a lot of crazy shit going on in there. And you mix in some Spanish too and it's off the charts ridiculous, right? Uh, 
I always I always like to say that we are a hockey team with like Aspergers. Like that's just we're just a different set of people. So that's how I show love. But I don't ever get me wrong. When I criticize when I criticize this team, it's because I love them. I never hate this team. Never ever. I never hate this team. I may be super upset with them, but I never hate them. And if anybody says anything about Michigan, they better fucking realize that they're going to get an earful from me if they don't come correct. Yeah, you better have some knowledge. If you don't, don't fucking say it to me because it's not going to work. So that's how I became a Michigan fan. Just It was as simple as I loved their helmet. And it just grew into a passion and then grew to an obsession. And now I'm a maniac. So that's just how it goes. So, Big Jack, thank you so much, sir. I will see you at work soon. Uh, now let's get back into this. Um, after all you have seen, why are you so sure we can beat Ohio? <laughs> it's a very good question. And I know this has been asked, like, how do you have the faith to believe that we can do that, right? I'll tell you why. Now, I heard my dad say this to somebody a long time ago. And he was never uh, a sports fan, but he's a hardcore, he's a he's an old school Christian guy. Like he, But he doesn't judge. He's maybe one of the best Christians you'll ever see in your life. Because no matter how you feel about religion or God or whatever, you can come to him, ask him any question, and he doesn't judge. He just, he answers it, right? And I heard one person ask him this once. How can you have so much faith that he exists, right? And my dad said, well, why not, right? If I live a life believing that he exists, then I live a better life in general. So at the end of the day, if I die and he doesn't, what? where have I gone wrong? I have lived a good life. I have been good to people. I have done things in the belief that this person exists, that Jesus exists or whatever, and I live by a certain set of rules, right? Now, I'm not going to go that deep when it comes to Michigan, but... I have faith that Michigan's going to do it. I live in the idea that Michigan will do the right thing and will get things done. Because if at the end of the day, if I'm wrong, what have I lost? I've enjoyed a season where I have faith that my team's going to do the right thing to do. And yes, I may take that day hard if we, and we have lost quite a bit. We have totally lost quite a bit. But then it's done and over and I look for the next year and how we're going to beat Ohio State. Every year, I believe we're going to beat Ohio State. I don't understand how you can be a Michigan fan and not believe we're going to beat fucking Ohio State. Don't live in the, the panic or the fear of, well, what will people say if I think that we're going to beat Ohio State? I mean, I get it if when during the Rich Rod and the Brady Hoke years, I totally get that because we were fucking awful and we were never going to beat Ohio State. Thank God for Luke Fickle because if it wasn't for him, we would have never beat Ohio State in that whole 10-year process. So, but I want to live in a world where we can beat Ohio State. And I don't think I'm far off. Last year, fucking we got... We got fucked over by two things. Bitch titty fucking, uh, what's his nuts, uh, Matson, the fucking defensive line coach. He once, he's such a fucking dickhole. 
I mean, I know you might, you guys may be getting sick of me talking about this Matson, this fucking character, but he's a Greyjoy. If you know anything about Game of Thrones, this dude is a 100% Greyjoy. We fucking brought him back into the house after he left us for Notre Dame. Our fault. Because he, I think he's fucking neighbors with Urban Meyer. How can you be this close to the enemy and not think that he's going to fuck us over in the greatest moments when we need uh, loyalty the most? And I truly believe that with the stubbornness of our head coaching staff last season with when it came to this is our plan, this is what we're going to do, and we're not going to vary from it, uh, mixed in with the traitorous bullshit of bitch titties over there, Greyjoy really fucked us. And that's why you saw a 62-39 to 39 bullshit game. I really do. I mean, I, there's no other explanation to it. There, there just really isn't. Stubbornness. And it really, Dan Tony was right in one, ex, one aspect. You can quote the Bible on this one. Pride cometh before the fall. And we were too prideful last year. We, we assumed because we had what looked like a better season than Ohio State, we were just going to run away with that game. And we deserve to lose that game because, you know what, we should have done some fucking remember the Titans bullshit when they were playing at the end of the game against... Uh, whatever, something Henry, that dude, uh, when they put Sunshine in the game and just said, listen, lock down this dude. They're killing us on the pass, lock down this dude. And they did it, and we they made some big fucking plays. I know it's a movie based on the true story, whatever. But I'm just saying, when you have a- when you have Ambry Thomas sitting on the fucking sideline and Br- and uh, Brandon Watson just getting crushed in the, in the fucking crossing routes against Olave and we don't put Thomas in, that's pride. That's stubbornness. That's bullshit, right? We should and deserve to lose that fucking game. I don't see it this year. I see a coaching staff that has said, listen, we need a change. We need to get over who we are and grow. So I don't know even where the... That's how I... I just have faith, man. I have faith we can do it. If you have not seen this team grow from one, from the Wisconsin uh, ass kicking, and then also, if you have not seen a team become boys, basically become men after that that Penn State game, then you guys are fucking blind. You're absolutely blind when it comes to this because they've grown in so many ways. And I'm telling you, I'm going to do this on the big game pregame, Indiana. But you're going to see why I believe that we're going to blow out Indiana. Right, I'm not going to go into it now because we have more questions. But I have faith. Why? Why not live in the world where Michigan can do it? It's so much more fun throughout the season than having this doom of, oh, Ohio State, boo! Come on, man, let's look at the records. You can see this shit. I'm telling you, we got a fucking chance. So, okay, let's get into the next question, right? This comes from Matthew. I'm not going to say the whole names because they probably don't want their names out there. So let's go with it this way. Thinking back to Wisconsin game, do you think Harbaugh was putting was pulling the trigger on a change at QB, but the plan was thwarted when Run DMC got the concussion? Yes, I absolutely thought the Shea experiment was dead in the water, and then Run DMC does what Run DMC does. He's aggressive when he runs. He's kind of gangly and still too thin for being a quarterback. And he got fucked up. I mean, he got... I thought he died. I thought when he bounced up off the ground, he was trying to catch his spirit from leaving his body. I'm not kidding you. I That kid got fucked up. 
So I'm kind of curious where the season would have gone if Run DMC would have stayed healthy. Hell, man, even if they would have gone to Joe Milton. Because I'm telling you, it is a razor-thin edge between Run DMC and Joe Milton at this point for me. I, I've always been a big Dylan McCaffrey kid, big time. Love their family, love the way they do things, love the way they approach shit, love the whole family structure, the whole deal. Love it. Big time Ed McCaffrey fit. Huge, right? Um, short story before I get back into this. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, when I first saw him run, I wasn't really paying attention to the game. I was at work, and I just saw this kid bust like a 70-yard touchdown run. And I look up, and I was like, damn, what light-skinned dude is that? I was like, who the fuck is that kid? And I saw the, the fucking name on his back. is was like, McCaffrey? I was like, what? I was like, who? I was like, that can't be Ed McCaffrey's kid, is it? And I look it up, and I was like, oh, my God. Christian McCaffrey what is a game changer. So just the overall McCaffrey name I love. So, yeah, I thought DM, uh, Run DMC was going to get the rest of the year because it was obvious Shea had no fucking clue what he was doing. Zero clue what he was doing. So, yes, great question, Matthew. Thank you so much. But, yes, I totally think uh, we would have been in the run DMC era right now if he hadn't gotten hurt. Um, now, this comes from Jimmy, a uh, new guy, uh, just new question guy. Uh, 2-0 versus rivals, but still no chance at a Big Ten title. 15 years. I know that sucks. But we beat, But if we beat Ohio... Is this a successful season based on the preseason expectations? For him, it's a yes. And I agree. It's a yes. If you can say in one year we beat Michigan State, Notre Dame, and Ohio State, especially with Ohio State getting their dong sucked by everyone in the fucking national media. I mean, listen. They deserve it. They're pretty fucking good. But when you play all your hard teams minus us at your place... I don't want to hear it. Yes, you're good. You are good. But it's a lot easier to be great at home than it is on the fucking road. And every time Ohio State shits the bed, what are they, when do they shit the bed? It's never at home. It's usually on the fucking road. And they're usually playing a tough team. They've not done that all season fucking long. So yes, if we beat Ohio State and we shit on their parade... And, and, I mean, God, if we do it by even more than 10 points, whoo, buddy, it is more than a success. I don't care. Big Ten title, that's fine. But we've got to exercise demons first before we can move on to the Big Ten title. And beating Ohio State is that demon left on this, on the on the checklist of what we need to do. Really, it really is. We've got to do that. Just like the Bulls needed to beat the Pistons, uh, we have to beat Ohio State to really get to where we need to go, right? Just absolutely, we have to. So, yeah, Jimmy, thank you so much. But, yes, it's an absolute success. Um, let's see here. Now, we will go with here the king of college football, I believe, is who I'm going with next. Yeah, okay. Sorry, guys, I was... I'm still trying to get the hang of all this. Penn State, Ohio State spread is currently ni minus 19 Ohio. Do you agree? I personally see Ohio State blowing them out. So I'd agree with it. I 
here's the thing. Yeah, Penn State, I don't think is much, to be quite honest. We should have beat them, obviously. And then if the detached penis of Tony Robbins, the cult leader himself, P.J. Fleck, and his fucking mindless morons can go ahead and beat Penn State on the road, I don't see why Ohio State couldn't. I really do. I think 19 is a fairly smart uh, opening line, to be honest with you. Uh yeah, I, I, I don't know if Ohio State will blow them out because Penn State's got a good defense. And then KJ Hamler is a real threat. So we'll see. I, and I'm I'm becoming more of a Clifford fan than I have ever been. I just don't know about Penn State's offensive line. And their running game, pfft, awful. I don't care whatever that kid's name is. I forget his name. He's a true freshman. Noah something. I don't know. Whatever. Their running game isn't great. Their offensive line to me is suspect. Clifford's the real deal. Handler's the real deal. Their uh, martini drink for a tight end, pimper pat, uh, people flart, whatever his fucking name is. Flip flap. I don't know what the fucking kid's name is. That tight end that they try to say was like a baby Gronkowski, which is a slap to Gronkowski. Was it pimple pincher? I don't know. Whatever his fucking name is, he's good too. So. Yeah, they. I think they can do what Michigan State should have done. And if you watch that Michigan State game, if Michigan State had a better offense, that could have been one hell of a game. Because Michigan State, with a sorry-ass offense, really moved the ball pretty successfully with on Ohio State in the first half. Um, so, yeah, I think 19 points. But I see Ohio State pulling it out towards the end. Really just like Penn State. Uh, just kind of like that Michigan game. Penn State... In the second in the second half, kind of just disappears, and Ohio State pulls away. Is what I see. But Penn State will give them a game in the first half. It'll be a good one in the first half. Um, second question: uh, We're currently sitting as a seven point five favorite against Indiana. I feel like this game will be a lot closer than we think. What are your thoughts on the matchup? Now, I would say some of that for the big game pregame, but I'll be honest with you: I think we're going to win by double digits. Because I really do believe, like I said, I live in the faith that Michigan, this is a different team. This is a better mentally strong team than that we've ever had. This is the best mentally strong team we've ever had, in my opinion. Or back, uh, you know, I'm talking in the Harbaugh era. Um, I really do believe that we're going to beat them by over 10. And the reason why is because we want to make a statement. Uh, Indiana's good this year. Right, they're no longer a trap game, so we're gonna—they're gonna get all our focus. Um, I think that if you want to lay heavy, go go Michigan because I think we got that seven and a half. I really do. I think we've got it. Um, and the, I really do. We're going to prove that this is why we're different because this has always been one of those games where we trip up. Obviously, two overtime wins in the four years of Harbaugh's existence, right? The whole era. So they're good. I'm not trying to shit on them, but they're good. But I don't want to answer too much on this question because I do have the big game pregame coming up uh, either tonight or tomorrow. So we'll leave that one at that. Um, If you had to put a spread on the game right, on the game right now, uh, what would you think it would be? Uh, He guesses it's going to be minus seven Ohio. Probably. I could see that being the case. I, I'm i not one to really judge spreads that much because I'm not great at it. Uh, but, yeah, 
I mean, they're probably going to be either number one or number two by the end of by the time they come into Ann Arbor. Uh, we'll probably, hopefully, be in the top ten. Uh, yeah, I could see maybe even a six point, even a six point spread, maybe six and a half because you know how Vegas likes to fuck with people. Uh, yeah, but I can see that. You know, let's see. Oh, he wants to know best win so far this season. It's going to be Michigan State for me. I know Notre Dame was huge, right? I loved the Notre Dame because that was a that was like a cementing of the mental change in Michigan, right? From the Penn State second half, and then just saying that wasn't a fluke. We we are changed, so that was big. But fucking up Dan Tony, beating up on Michigan State when we all know. I mean, what is the overall games head to head? I think we're we're up like seventy to eight or something, or like seventy to thirty. It's like some ungodly amount of so really destroying D'Antoni and forcing them to think about their future with that guy is the best for me because everybody's like, oh, Michigan State, so, you know, they really were able to create something now that Michigan and Penn State were bad and now that Penn State, I don't know how Penn State gets thrown into this fucking argument because Penn State hasn't wasn't always a part of the Big Ten. So if you want to look at the history of Michigan State, fuck off Penn State. I don't even want to hear their effect on this. It is truly the effect of Michigan being bad and Michigan State capitalizing on it with a really good coach. And a down Big Ten when they got good. We really missed the boat. God, if we could have just had a good coach, what could we have been? But yeah, no, I think it's six, six and a half, maybe even seven. That's fine. And the and the great oh, I'm answering two questions at the same time. But the greatest one for me is Michigan State because I think we really did put a a nail in the in the coffin of uh, Dan Tony. But the greatest one this season is going to be Ohio State. I've gone on record for a long time now. The greatest win this season is going to be when we beat Ohio State. Hands down, not even close. But right now, Michigan State. Um, okay, Pod que- podcast question. Why was Shea not taken off the field once the game was in hand? I think it was because uh, they wanted to give him 400 yards. Uh, who is, okay, so that's the first one. Um, I don't know. I think it, Petty Jim's back. And I love the fact that Petty Jim is back. So I really do believe uh, Brian, that um, that Petty Jim uh, wanted to get, yeah, you're probably right. He probably wanted to get Shea 400 yards. He probably really wanted to get Shea 400 yards of passing. So that's cool. I, I'm good with that. Now, I mean, I think we're in good hands either way, even if Shea gets blasted, because it's not like a Tua situation where Tua is so vastly greater than most of the backups. I mean, if Shea goes out hurt, you know, Really, what were we missing at that point? This was his best game as a Wolverine, so it wasn't like we were like, oh, we can't do anything without Shea. You know what I mean? Granted, I hope Shea continues it. Uh, absolutely, 100%. I hope he does it does it up, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think he, Petty, Petty, uh, Petty Jim was trying to get some, making a point, if you know what I mean. Who is your number one player for the Indiana game that needs or will have a big game? Um, 
Well, God, you know what? I am going. I'm going to give a very limited question or a very limited answer on that, just because they're the next team we play, and I have a big game pregame, and I don't really want to ruin that one. Um, but with, I will give you one tidbit. Uh, Indiana has the 51st ranked rushing defense or defense against the rush. So I would say uh, Hassan Haskins, maybe even Charbonnet will be the guys who will be big. I don't know if Shea will have a 300-yard passing game because that's what was the next question he offered. Um, he could. He absolutely could if Indiana tries to make us pass again. But God bless them. They know what they're going up against. They know where their defense is ranked when it comes to the pass. So we'll see where that all goes. But that will be all answered. Big game, pregame. Um, <laughs> this is also a good one. Thank you, Brian, for busting my nuts a bit. I do appreciate a good busting of the nuts, guys. So you can leave me some snarky uh, questions if you want to because I have very strong opinions on what I believe, and this is a good one. Uh, how does crow taste? Does it taste good? I heard it tastes a lot like chicken. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, it's it Right now, this is the best crow has ever tasted to me. Because if that means Shea Patterson throws for even more than, even if he matches the 384 he passed in the next two games, if he does that against Ohio State, I may run naked through my ghetto hood that I live in here. I uh, I worry, though, if I do that, that the prostitutes that work my corner would think that that is an aggressive motion to them, and I might get me too because, you know, prostitutes have feelings. But... I will do it if Shea Patterson lights up the Buckeyes for 384 yards. Don't know if that'll happen, but yeah, I'll gladly eat crow. He, this motherfucker looked good. I know I wish diarrhea upon this man, uh, maybe three or four games throughout this whole season, but he really, really proved me wrong on this one. Maybe he's just, maybe it just took a long time for him to get it. I don't know. I mean, it came against the right defense. Their their Michigan State's passing defense is garbage. So and then even Brandon Peters, two Michigan Wolverines back to back weeks lit fucking Michigan State up for record highs. So maybe it's just their defense. Uh, but I'll eat crow for this game. Trust me though, if he fucks up against Indiana, you know one of my favorite things to do is shit all over Shea Patterson. So I'll be shitting that crow right back out my own butt right on top of Shea Patterson's game again if he fucks it all up. So, yeah, right now it's delicious. It tastes like whatever delicious meat you can think of. It is salty and wonderful, a little bit crispy. It is fantastic. And I will eat more of it if that means we get a fucking win against Ohio State. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, thank you, Brian. You are absolutely one of the best guys we have with all the questions. I really appreciate it. Also go to the king of college football. That guy has a fantastic Instagram uh, check it out. Enjoy it. Um, now getting to another one of my favorite guys. Here's one. Uh, do you believe that there is a touchdown God? If so, what do you think Ronnie Bell did to piss him off? Him or her off because he's very woke. Um, yeah, dude, I you've heard me. I prayed to the college football gods. I believe there has to be one out there. And I do believe, like I told him in uh, a private message, that he has been so busy, him or her, have been so busy granting my explosive diarrhea prayers to other people in college football 
that he has totally forgot he or she has forgotten about shape uh Ronnie Bell you know uh, I don't think Ronnie Bell has done anything other than just fucking play his ass off and maybe he maybe seems too needy to the college football gods maybe that's what it is you know no one likes a needy fucker right no one needs that shit in their life we want people who ignore us we don't want people who need us ugh that's gross so maybe that's what the gods are thinking uh you know cause I don't know if they've been granting the uh prayers of explosive diarrhea but hopefully in two weeks they will hear me out you know there's three players in two weeks that I really really want to have just awful explosive diarrhea um so yeah I think there is one of course why not uh I'm like a Greek, but all my gods deal with sports. Um, but yeah, I just think that they're so busy granting my wishes that they forgot about Ronnie Bell. But I hope that they make it up to him in that Ohio State game. Um, okay, so if Michigan does win the next three games, which of the following would be your your feeling on the season? Okay, so it's an A, B, or C. Oh no, actually an A or, a or B situation. We finished 11-2 while beating three rivals. What a great season. I love Michigan football. Go blue forever. Yes, that's it. Uh, but here's B. We finished 12-2, beat our three rivals, but son of a bitch, we didn't win a damn thing again. I love Michigan football, but this is driving me crazy that we keep finishing third place in the Big Ten East. Um, cannot get a championship forced. Go blue. Fuck. Well, a little bit of both, right? Yeah, I don't want... I hate the fact that we're not going to compete for a Big Ten title. That sucks. But like I said earlier in this program, uh, we need to – the checklist and Ohio State – beating Ohio State is right above the Big Ten title. We start beating Ohio State on a regular basis. We're going to start seeing more Big Ten titles. I also do think that the Big Ten needs to fucking realign itself because now we see where these schools are at, right? I get it, leaders and legends. We switched things around because you thought Scott Frost was going to make Notre Dame good. I mean, Notre Dame, Nebraska good. Uh, you always have the Wisconsin and the Iowa's as strong. And then you thought, you know, Fitzpatrick was, or whatever his name is at Northwestern, those book nerds were going to be good. You, you thought that that was going to be a good division. Well, it's not. It's awful. It's stinky. It's horrible. I mean, let's rearrange some things, knowing that. You know, some teams will always play each other. Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan. Um, even, fuck, man, I don't mind playing Minnesota every year because I want to beat their ass and let them know where they belong every fucking year and let that fucking walking meme machine, that inspirational speaking asshole, that uh, fucking cult leader, PJ Fleck, know exactly where he needs to be in the hierarchy of the Big Ten. You don't go to Minnesota and think you're going to start changing shit, motherfucker. Fuck you. That's not how this shit works. You want to make sure... I know, sounds very elitist, but fuck it. That's how I feel when it comes to Big Ten football. Fuck Minnesota. Fuck Purdue. Fuck all these other... It's so hard for me to really pay attention to the Big Ten because there's so many other teams that I don't give a shit about. And I know that's weird, and I, I know most of you really care about the greatness of our conference. I don't know if I care. I really don't. I care about Michigan greatness. That's all I give a fuck about. Now, maybe in the bowl games, I want us to do well, so it makes the Big Ten look good, so that makes Michigan look good. 
But I don't care if the plucky upstart team from Minnesota really gets to nine wins. They haven't done it since 1904. Oh, what a great story. Fuck them. That's why they're Minnesota. We don't give a fucking shit. I don't care. Just don't care. So, no. Um, yeah, I, I think it's great. Uh, anytime you can beat all three rivals, fantastic. Yes, I would like a Big Ten title game. But we need to beat... Ohio State first. And hopefully we can get the Big Ten to eliminate these stupid-ass divisions and then we can start winning more Big Ten titles the way it used to be. Because it's unfair to Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, and us that all four of us are in the same goddamn division. It is unfair. Because every year we are the top four teams or even now Michigan State is back where they belong in the cellar, but... So Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State, it is unfair for us to constantly be beating each other up while Wisconsin or Iowa skate to a Big Ten title game. It's fucking unfair, it's stupid, it's ridiculous, and we need to get rid of the fucking divisions. Plain and fucking simple. I don't know what else more I can say about this. Oh, one more question and we'll end it. Um, well, I just passed over it. Hold on. Do you think Quinn Nordine finally got his head out of his own ass, which I agree with that nice, the the wording of this, and we can rely on him in a close game, Ohio, or the kicking game is still suspect? Well, I don't know, man. I think I would love to see Quinn do it again in Indiana uh, before I start saying anything. Dude, I am the biggest skeptic of Quinn Nordine. A rocket of a leg, but he has no fucking aim. You know what I mean? It's like a blind man shooting a cannon. Who knows where the fuck it's going to go, right? But if that motherfucker gets LASIK and he can finally see the goddamn goalpost, hell, dude, if that's what we got with Quinn Nordine, then God bless it. We have got one hell of a fucking field goal kicker because that kid has a fucking leg. He's got a he, – he can blast it, but he just needs to know where the hell he's throwing – where he's kicking it, right? So yeah, if he's if he's finally got his head out of his ass, like you said, which I love the question, by the way, um, yeah, I th I think we're finally good. But I, like I said, I'd like to see it in one to two more games before I make that pronouncement, right? I mean, I'm always nervous, just like watching Shea take a snap. I am nervous every time I see Quinn Nordine line up for a kick. Plain and simple. If those two boys can show me that they've changed, that they they're getting it all now, then damn it, we are in great, great. Great spot. So that is the Ask Me Anything. One Once again, a fantastic show for the 100th episode, which I never thought I'd get to. God bless it. I love it. This is fantastic. I love doing this fucking show. You guys are amazing as usual. Dude, you guys have been the best. I really, really do thank you. Just from the casual listener to the hardcore maniacs out there, I I could not have done this without you. I really do appreciate it. Uh, please just continue to leave the uh, the reviews and talk to your friends. I had one of a one of the questionnaire guys, uh, Ryan. He was he had he had the show playing during the during the tailgate of of Michigan Michigan State. And just getting other people involved, man. We're going to get there. We're totally going to get there. I can't wait to do it. And I promise I'm not going to change. I can't. I won't sell out. That's just, I'm not going to do it. Uh, but God, just thank you so much. This has been a fantastic 100 episode. 
Ask Me Anything, Mich uh, the Indiana Week. Guys, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Always great to be one. And always and forever, guys, go blue.